Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode, long-awaited episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, you know who it is. You know who it is. It's your boy DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your microphone and tell us who you am, my friend. Oh, me? Yes, please. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, aka Big Skeezy, aka Drillbit. AKA the Oracle. Yeah. AKA Suckerfish Sam. How we doing, man? How we doing? That beat is fire. What is that? That is straight flames right there. Woo! This, my friend. Yeah, what is that? That is incredible. They try to plot against me. I'm a modern day Da Vinci. My past was in the penitentiary before I saw elementary. All about the big the horns. You, you know how I feel about the horns. Damrick and Jaron Benton. Okay. Their version of uh, that, that fucking the horns are. I am a sucker for a horn sample on a hip hop beat, man. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know you know that. I know that. You throw a good piano loop in there on top of it, and it is over. I, that, I was about to start freestyling. If they hadn't come in with the lyrics, I was about to just start going bananas on that shit, boy. That's. That's my kind of beat right there. He's going B-A-N-A? Yeah, and I'm not sure how you spell it. There's a couple N-A-S. Yeah, there's a few N's in there. I forget where they go, though. But, dude, that is that beat right there. That's that's who I am. That's me. That's If you had asked me what kind of beat, like if we were to do the 209 Cypher 2, which hopefully we will, I would say pull a beat up like that. That's my shit right there. That, that was beautiful. Anyway. Uh, hi, welcome. Mm-hmm. He is I and I am him. Yes. Not so slim with a tilted grin. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a problem. We're working on that, though. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, man. I, I don't remember the last time I botched the intro. Like, I, 
I'll be honest. I don't know if you've ever botched it. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I In got a little tongue-tied. That shows you how long it's been. We have not. It feels so good to be here, man. I've got to tell you right now. I am so happy to be here. I'm going to celebrate your uh, your attendance with a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, that looks amazing. Hell yeah. Get it, dude. Get it. That looks delicious. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I, it is so good to be back. I was thinking on the way here, this may be, other than COVID, the longest gap we've had. Like, we've released one episode in like the span of probably a month, I'd say. So this may be the longest gap we've had since COVID where we've gone without an episode. And I don't even know if during COVID, because COVID, we were going over the phone. So this may be the longest gap without dropping an episode, period, for the 209 Till Infinity podcast. It's been a hot minute, for sure. Well, I think it's just, they, they're, it hasn't been that long since we dropped. Because but we had a gap before and we had a gap after. Yes, we had that gap. Yeah. And then I dropped one. We, dro- we dropped one. And then... We were trying to get together before you yeah, went on yeah. your vacation, and it right. just we just couldn't figure it out, and there was yeah. some stuff going on. I don't even remember what it was at this point. Yeah, yeah. And bottom line, so then I waited till you were coming back, and then dropped one. Yeah. And then you had some life stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll touch. And on so that we'll touch on that, but episode. Yeah. But uh, the the one thing I can tell you. Yeah. Is you're here now. I am. And it's good to be and, here. And we're going to have at least three in a row. Yes, we are. For 100%, without a doubt. I bought I, Don't, don't say that. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's summer. We might have rolling blackouts Are we recording right now? Let's just, let's, it's <laughs> yeah. been a minute. Yeah. The record button's going. In theory, we should be good. Yeah, okay. Good, good, good. So, no, I was thinking on the way down here, man. I was like, you know, this is what I do. Like, I don't have a lot else going on because real estate market's tough right now. If I'm not doing real estate, I'm door dashing. If I'm not door dashing, basically, or, you know, being a father and a husband, I'm eating or sleeping at that point. And you know, I was kind of thinking on the way down here because I know how active you are. You've got a like very active lifestyle. I know, you know, you're golfing, you're doing cornhole tournaments, you play softball, you you've got a lot going on outside of this. And I was just thinking, God, it's gonna feel so good to be here because this is pretty much what I do. This is like this is like my hobby, my passion, my boys' night out, like all rolled into one. Like I don't do anything else. Like, so if you're not door dashing and you're not working and you're not here, yeah, you're sleeping or eating for the most part, or you know, like being. A oh husband, hell yeah! Right, it's important. Being a husband and a father, you know what I'm saying? That that takes up the majority of the rest of my time. I don't have. Like it used to be like, you know, oh, go to a concert or, you know, the occasional concert. I've gone to a couple of movies, uh, which we'll talk about later as well. But uh, yeah, man, it's just so good to be back because this is my outlet. This is how I blow off steam, relieve stress, have a good time, see you, catch mm-hmm. up with mm-hmm. you. Like, so man, it's just, it's really good to be here. I'm very happy to be here. And glad Let me we tell you this, get bro. Glad to have you. Thank you. Notice you had some of our complimentary Reese's Peanut Butter Cups on the way in. I sure as hell did. Yeah. Um, the smaller ones. They were littler yeah, than yours. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm feeling a little envy. Well, I'm the alpha here, so. Yeah. <laughs> I get the big piece of chicken. Scott's, Scott's Reese's is much bigger than mine. Pause. Uh... <laughs> uh Glad you're here. Glad we're getting it in. Glad we're uh, trying to get back on track a little bit. Uh, to to not 
um, counter what you're saying, but just yeah. perspective, uh, the opposite side of what you're saying. I do have a lot going on, and we've kind of talked about that over the years, whether it be golf or cornhole or softball or, yeah, yeah. you know, all the things that go on in the life of Sav. And then I struggle sometimes because I'm now in a relationship. Correct. Yeah. And relationships take time and there's other stuff and you're not just worrying about yourself and doing your own selfish thing. Absolutely, yeah. So it has become an added thing and I wouldn't change it for the world. Of course. But an added thing to throw on the calendar. Yeah, to add to the cornhole, the golf, the right. softball, the whatever right. else you got right. going on. Absolutely, yeah. And like the little things like, where, oh, well, maybe we could make this work, but she doesn't live locally so right sometimes i'm doing something and i'm like i'm not gonna be here that day so i can't even fit three hours in right you know because yeah, i'm yeah. in somewhere else so it, it has been a little bit more of a struggle but this is also even though i do have those things this is a different kind of outlet for me which i need and i want to sure you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. like I, I let me just tell you this i was having a conversation with kim the other day and I was telling, I went golfing. Yeah. And I was explaining to her, like, it's important for my mental health. Sure. And she was like, oh, are, are you okay? Are you feeling, you know, I was like, no, 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 everything's fine. Right. Long as I continue to do the things that make me happy, I do things for my mental health. I'm sure. not, you know what? I'm not, I'm not burying myself and right. work all the time and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, outlets. Yeah, absolutely. Release. Proactive. Yes. You know? Uh, so, uh, anyway, bottom line after all of that, yeah, we're here. We're here. And, and, and for you, I would imagine it's in some ways the podcast, uh, kind of forces you to pump the brakes and stop and sit down for a moment and, and, and be home, you know, like you're going, going, going. So maybe for you, I, I was just thinking, just, just popped into my head now and correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe it's, this forces you to stop sit down and just shoot the shit for a few hours it, it, it forces me to yes do that but it also forces me to really be diligent in my organization and scheduling right right yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean and I, and i and i think that that is a microcosm for life you know, you've got all these things and, and, and you, you can't, you know, there comes a point in your life where you can't do everything and you have to tell people no. And that sucks because I like to do everything. Sure. Um, but also, like you said, like today I was really looking forward to add a, go to the doctor this morning for, you know, just a normal thing that I, I scheduled on a Saturday. And then I knew you were coming and like, I know I'm going somewhere tomorrow and yeah. Yesterday was work, and next week is Kim's birthday, so there's a lot of stuff going on. And I knew today was going to be like, look, I'm hanging with Bill. We're doing the show. Yeah. Going to take care of that. I'm going to do some laundry. I'm going to chill, because last week was 4th of July, so there was some yes. stuff going on with that. And right. my, my week was fucking super weird, because it was a Tuesday off in the middle of nowhere, and right. Wednesday felt like Monday, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure everybody here that works a you know a regular schedule had that some type of that going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, to have a day off in the middle of the week like that is really strange. I mean, I love it. I'll take I, it. I'll I enjoy take it. it all the and time, the weird but... thing about the Fourth of July is, is that everybody kind of really knocks off on the third too, because it's a, this weird thing where everybody's 
Everybody lights their own fireworks on the 4th. So now it seems like if you're going to that big fireworks spectacular, like whether it be, I think you were at the Giants game and, and watch fireworks. I did. Whether you go to your local park or wherever they do it, they do that on the 3rd. So what I noticed was I worked on the 3rd, but nobody the fuck else did. <laughs> like It was like, I, I, I'm not saying you didn't, but for the most part, like my office, you could hear a tumbleweed roll through that let, office. Let bed. me tell you like something. Quiet man. As hell. I worked on Monday the 3rd. Yeah. And it was probably the most productive day I had all year. Yeah. I did so much in like four hours. Right, right. Because there right. was hardly anybody there. Right. Right? Nobody was calling me. Right. People just assumed that we were off. Right. They're like, fuck, county workers aren't working. Yeah, I didn't even realize, like, I went into my office not knowing if the door would even be open. Because, like, I went through my emails, like, okay, nothing from HR that says we're off on the 3rd. Nothing from my director of residential sales that says, don't come in, we're not going to be there. But I got there and he wasn't there. And there was only one other real estate agent in the office just doing catch up like I was doing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was really quiet. And yeah, I was able to get actually, like you said, quite a bit done because of that. But yeah, so it is this weird thing where it was like, okay, Monday and Tuesday was just kind of out the door. So your week didn't really get started until Wednesday. It's, it is. It's strange. Then you're playing catch up mm -hmm. like from it. Yeah. Because here's the thing, and I'm sure that everybody out here uh, knows this, but uh work doesn't go away just because you're off no absolutely not yeah and that's the thing like you take a vacation you take a you know you take a couple days off and it's right there waiting for you when you get back so most of the time you've got to bust your ass to make sure you've got everything buttoned up and tightened up before you go and then you still get back to an avalanche of shit that was waiting for you it never fails that's, right that's that's you know you gotta you, you, you gotta pay to play right and right that's the thing right so today's july 8th yes july 3rd like you said i did go to the giants game yes uh it was uh kim and myself uh, my brother is in town with his wife and his family right so um i don't know if i talked about this but uh I'm going to I'm going to the game tomorrow on the ninth. Yeah, right. And so my brother was like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the game on the third. It's fireworks night." And I was like, "He's like, you want to go?" And I was like, ah, "I don't know. Like, I'm going on the ninth already. Like, you know, getting out to the right. bays a lot. And, right. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing." And he's like, "Oh, well, oh, you know, Dad was at uh, Avery's first game, and this will be Amari's first game. So I thought it would be cool if Uncle was there." <laughs> Yeah. All right, dude. You ain't saying no to that. Fine, dude. Absolutely. Fine. Yeah. We'll go. And uh, so, yeah, I haven't been since last year when I went on around the 9th because it was uh, for the Foster Love 209 sure. uh, fundraiser, and they do it every year. It's around uh, good buddy, friend of the show, Eddie's birthday. And uh, so we go. And uh, so I hadn't been since last year, and now I'm going twice in a week. Yeah, that's so. crazy. So what did your brother already have tickets or when you made the decision to go on the third, do you all buy tickets together? So, so what happened together, was or? they um he asked in advance, like okay. way before they knew they were coming right. like months ago. And uh he bought them like at Costco. They have like the Costco discounted tickets you could yeah. buy through I've Costco. I've seen them there. I've never bought and them. And you from so there. you buy them and then they have like certain dates you can pick from right, to right. go to the game. And so they picked that one, and we got the tickets for like, I don't know, 55, 58, 60, something like that. That's not bad. No, but that was months ago. Yeah. Now the tickets, because the Giants are playing really well. Yeah. Because Justin was going to try to go. They were selling for like 200 a pop. 
Achoo. in the lower level where we were wow, sitting. So. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. So, so needless to say, Justin didn't go. Yeah, that's a lot. But, uh, anyway, it was fun. We went to the game. It was a good time. It's it's always nice. Probably my favorite thing of the entire uh, experience. Not an experience, but we left here, I don't know, 435, something like that around right. there on Monday. Right. And it was 92 degrees. Uh-huh. We literally crossed the Altamont and it was 69. Yeah. Oh, like that, shit. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. That Bay Area. It went. It went from like uh, back sweat to hoodie time. That breeze coming off the bay is no joke. It doesn't matter how hot it is, like how that sun, whenever I go to an A's game, like it could be July, June, August, and I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, I never don't bring a hoodie with me. It's just a guarantee that the moment that sun starts to dip, it's a different ball game in the Bay Area. And it's never that hot to begin with. But I'm a big guy. It could be 80 something, and I'm like shorts and t shirt. I'm good. Like, right. But the moment the sun goes down and that breeze comes in off the bay, it's a whole nother animal, man. It's like break out the hoodie. Let's go. Let me t- let me ask you this. And I know that we've you know we've discussed that you're not the hugest sports fan, but you do right. appreciate baseball. And we've I talked do. about the A's things. Yeah, so yeah. You haven't been this year, right? I have not. No. So this was my first game that I've been to since the rule changes. And you know they have the pitch clock this yes, year now. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, they dude. S- they're speeding up the game, right? We sat. So first of all, there was a lot of. You know, it's a Monday, the day before a holiday. Like, we got there right. at... The game was at 6.45. They started a little early because of the fireworks. Right. So we were in... Like, we were there about 6.20. Yeah, yeah. But it took us a good half an hour to get through security and, you know, walk up to the, the uh, mezzanine level or whatever. Right. When we got up the stairs, right after when we walked in, the game started. Uh-huh. Literally from the basically the left field line uh-huh. for us to walk around the side uh-huh. to the first base side, right past first base, 105 is where we were sitting. Right. The whole top half of the first inning and one out into the bottom half of the first inning was done in that time. Holy shit. Just from the time it took you to walk to your seats? Yes. And we weren't like... Right. right, yeah, yeah. We were trying to get to our seats because Brian was waiting. At, you know, everyone was waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So we sit down, right? We're like, oh, hey, what's going on? We're getting settled. You know, you know, you look in the field. You're like, oh, man. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Finally. Got yeah. here. That was, a, that was a journey. Yes. Now we're here. We sit down, right? We're talking. The kids are there. We're watching the game. Not a lot of action in the beginning of the game. Literally, Kim's like, we should probably go get something to eat. You just want something to drink. Do you want a beer or something like that? I was like, yeah, yeah. I look up, and it had been like two minutes, and it was the bottom of the fourth. Good Lord. Holy she goes shit. and gets food, right? Comes back. It's the top of the sixth, and she was gone like 15 minutes max. Good. So they're they're easily it's, it, If there's no hits, yeah, yeah. like it's a good pitch defensive played game. Yeah. That's just like this. They can not probably knock. It sounds like they could shave an hour off of a game. The, the game? Yeah. Was it was uh, going into the ninth inning? Yeah. So in the eighth, it was two to two. Uh-huh. Game started six forty-five. Good game. Yeah. It was eight thirty in the eighth inning. Six forty-five to eight thirty in the eighth. Not inning. even two hours. When were the fireworks? Did they do that beforehand or was that after the? So game? the ninth comes. Yeah. Giants closer implodes, gives up four runs. Ah oh, shit. Right. Yeah. Of course. I'm like, fuck, oh, son of a. Yeah, yeah. 
That's right. It's out 6-2. Yeah. Giants come out. Get a hit. There's a, there's a hit. Giants catcher Blake Sable hits a three-run homer. Ooh. Now it's 6-5. to five. Nice. Right? Yeah. Next guy gets a hit. Old man Brandon Crawford strikes out. Looks like an idiot. Game over. It's now 9.05. That ninth inning took 35 minutes because there was all the scoring. Right. right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It pushed the But game. I mean, like, had the Giants been up 2-1 to one or down 2 that yeah, game yeah. probably would have been over in less than two hours. Yeah, that closer doesn't do what he did. That game would have been crazy fast. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I was like, I literally turned to my brother, I think, or maybe it was Kim, but I was like, what are they going to do if the game's over? Because it wasn't dark yet. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, just like 8.30. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. what are we, are we waiting? Yeah, like, fireworks don't happen until 9.30 in July. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely, yeah. A- anyway, it was it was really mind-blowing for a guy who's been to hundreds of baseball games right. in his life yeah. to see how fast and how quick things are moving. Um, it's really a, a different game, and, and uh, it was really... I forgot about that when I went, like yeah. when we were going, like oh, I was like, oh yeah, the pitch clock, because I haven't been watching a bunch on TV I to be seen honest, any like games on TV, yeah. And so anyway, it was a, it was a, it was a good experience. It's fun. It goes by quick, which is I guess good. And and it's if there's a lot of action, I guess. I mean, I understand why they do it. I'm old right, school. Man. I would love. I, I used to love, right? Matt Kane and Greg Maddox just beating each other up. And even if the Giants lost one nothing, but it was a good game. Right. Fine, man. I'm a pitcher's duel. I'm old school baseball. Sure. I get it. But in this day and era, day and age of, of, of football and basketball and immediate gratifi- gratification, I can understand why baseball is failing with the younger people. Short attention spans and the and the youth markets where it's at, it, it's it's no different from music to movies to whatever. Uh, that eighteen to thirty six year old male demographic is where the money is. You and, know? and and I'll tell you this too: the one thing I noticed from being there this year is there's so much other stuff going on mm. right mm-hmm. on the scoreboard and like sure. over here and like constantly like like stuff there's yeah, gotta yeah, be yeah. stuff going on because yeah. people can't pay attention right you know yeah, it's true and sad so but it, true it's, it's sad but it's 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 the way of the world and it's, it's where we're at it's gotten it it's got its claws into baseball it's the cell phone generation man you can kind of blame the invention of the cell phone where it's like immediate gratification Everything happens instantly. It's the touch of a button, and now no one's willing to wait for anything anymore. I mean, if you think about this world we're in now, of where you have your groceries delivered to you at the push of a button, your food delivered to you at the push of a button, no one... And I was talking to a guy. I'm like, isn't this crazy that you can... I was door dashing, and somebody wanted cream puffs and a Red Bull from Safeway. Uh And I'm waiting in line, and the guy behind me was a door dasher as well in line. And I go... Isn't it crazy that you could just have a weird craving for some shit and all you got to do is push a button and it's dropped off on your doorstep? Like somebody was just sitting in their living room going, you know what I really want? Some Safeway cream puffs and a uh, sugar-free Red Bull. Right. Done. It's dropped off on your doorstep and the guy goes, you want to know what's even crazier? We're not that far off from it won't be DoorDash drivers doing it. It'll be delivered by a drone. And I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, you're probably right. Like... That's the next step. We've got cars that drive themselves. Why do we have to have delivery drivers? You know, it's insane to think, but yeah, it's it's people don't have to get in their car and go pick something up and bring it back to the house anymore. We've we've uh, technology has kind of cr- created us and caused us to become these short attention span people that we are. Like it's crazy, dude. Just something I, I hadn't even thought of that until the dude mentioned it. But yeah, anyways. So I'm going tomorrow. 
Yeah, so you're back at it. You're Going back with in Justin. San Francisco tomorrow. Justin's never been to a Giants game. It's going to be his first experience. Never? Nope. Oh, shit. So that's going to be a, a, a cool experience for him to see the first time. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, it is a Jock Peterson bobblehead day. Jock Peterson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who Jock Peterson is. Jock Peterson is uh, from Palo Alto. Okay. He played for the Dodgers. And okay. And he came home and he's been on the Giants the last few years. Okay. Is uh, he good? Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. I mean, they're making a bobblehead of him. Nice. So, it's something. He's doing something right, right? That's a that's a sign that you've made it, right? So that should be fun. Um, speaking of bobbleheads and baseball. Yes. Correct. Uh, I shared a special little video to a couple of people close to me. Right. Uh, because I made an adult purchase. Uh... <laughs> Don't be nasty. <laughs> Not because I needed it. Right. Not because I had to have it, but because I wanted it. Right. And it was a combination of so many things that were amazing to me. And uh, I don't know if I talked about it at one point on the podcast, but uh, the Atlanta Braves had a giveaway. Right. And it was the Outcast Bobblehead Giveaway. Mm-hmm. And it is the Outcast, the Andre 3000 and Big Bois. Yeah. In a Cadillac. Correct. Bobbleheads. Different right. Atlanta uniforms. Just, you know, Southern Funk, Catalytic, Southern S- Funky. Southern, well, how, what is the name of that album now? <laughs> Southern Playalistic Cadillac, Cadillac Funky Me. Music. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Outcast in a Cadillac. Yes. Uh, and uh, just to just to make sure everyone knows how huge Outcast is, I believe it was Billboard magazine voted them the greatest rap group of all time out of the top 50. They were the number one voted greatest rap group of all time. I absolutely love the Wu Tang. Yeah. Outcast is my favorite rap group. It's a tough one for me. Uh, there's the Beastie Boys, and there's a tribe called Quest, who I really love too. But man, the consistency of Outcast is crazy. They, so they never for me, it's Outcast. They never had a flop. Never, not one. Even if there's albums you don't like better than others, none of them didn't do well. And, and it's one of those things too, where like I've gone back to listen to Speakerbox and Love Below because yeah, yeah. it wasn't like the other stuff. No. And now that I'm older, and I've gone back, and I was like. Man, this is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. This is good. I just the, didn't give it enough time because I was... The big boy portion of that album, so I think his was Speaker Box, if I'm not mistaken, is much better than I gave it credit for initially. It's just tough because you wish they were together on some of those songs. It's hard. But right. that album still is their biggest selling album of all time. <laughs> so... Diamond. So... Usually they do bobbleheads. Yeah. It's like 25000 they give away, something like Correct. that. Correct, yeah half the stadium roughly yeah this bobblehead fifteen thousand. they only did fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Okay. limited run limited run yeah i travel out there when i saw this on the uh the um giveaway that i got a notification somewhere at some point that this was a giveaway and i was like man i'd like i do go by atlanta i wonder if i uh right. will be in, and it happened to be on a thursday Thursday that I'm usually out there and I was like wait a minute turns out I didn't end up going that month didn't end up going through tickets were through the roof anyway because of the bobblehead so I didn't end up going I was like well I'm just gonna try to get it you know aftermarket second second hand market eBay something like that and so uh, it wasn't cheap 
I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. And uh, but for fifteen thousand in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. And, imagine. and it's so funny to me. So I sent it to you know, I would say ten people somewhere around that. Yeah. Nine people were like, "That is so fucking sick." Yeah. That is awesome. That is amazing, dude. I, I want one now. Yeah. Right? It's like beautiful. that is so cool. It's like, solid and it's I lo- really well crafted. Right? The man, that I love that. That's beautiful for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you Outcast, my favorite rap group. Baseball, bobbleheads. Perfect. Win-win. Perfect combination. Absolutely. Right? The one person who was not I wouldn't say it was definitely wasn't negative. Right. But it was Kim, and she was just like trying to understand why guys like stuff. Right, right, right. right and I was like, man, that is a deep conversation. I don't know yes. how to explain that. Yeah. You, you've been here. I have stuff. I do too. I love stuff. I'm a collector. Yeah. yeah. I like to have physical copies of things. For me, it's vinyl and Blu-rays. Uh, I do have a couple of bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. One thanks to you, uh, and one that I came across uh, on my own. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that is definitely more of a guy thing than a, than a girl thing. And you're right. That's probably a whole podcast all on its own. It, why, what purpose does it serve? And I didn't, it's hard to answer that. It makes you happy. It's in, it's in, yeah. it's intrinsic yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah. internal. It's, 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 you know, and, and so if you love hip hop, you love baseball and your favorite hip hop group of all time happens to be outcast that, that fucking bobblehead checks a lot of damn boxes. And you just sit there and you look at it and you, it just puts a smile on your face. You can't explain it any other way than that. Is I just see it. I wanted it. It's there. And it makes me happy. Here, here's here's how important this thing is to me. Besides the fact of how much I paid for it. Right. I put it in my... I have a. I, I think we talked about this at one point. I have this really nice wood hutch with glass. Yeah. It has a lot of your bobbleheads yeah, yeah. and sports collectibles. Uh, in. That I got from my grandma that before she passed. It's really nice. Right. The thing is full of giant bobbleheads. Yes, it is. It's got World Series stuff. It's got books. It's got some things. It's got this cool uh, Harris glass that I found in my mom and dad's garage down there on the bottom right. Right. They, they don't make glasses like that anymore. Right. Here's how important this Outcast bobblehead is. Yeah. I pushed my autographed Joe Montana helmet back to put Outcast in front. <laughs> oh, shit. You sure did. Yeah. I didn't even catch Just that when s- I walked in. You're right. Joe, You're appreciate right. all those Super Bowls, but, uh, yeah. you know. You ain't never went diamond, baby. <laughs> a Quemini, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Go to the back. Hey, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I know you did a lot. Yeah. But did you ever get stopped in mall the other day when you heard a call from me the other way that I just came from? Some brother was saying something, talking about, hey, man, you remember me from school? <sighs> nah, not really. No, no, you haven't, Joe. Yeah. No, no you haven't. You didn't go there. So anyway, I I, I I do this when I when I purchase things. Like I have a number in my head. Like if it's not, even when it's sometimes when it's things that right. are, are, are bought in a store, I'll be like, I ain't buying this unless it's on sale. Like, this is the number I'm willing to pay for this. So I just figured out for me to go there, right. buy tickets, right. my time to wait in line, and oh. then maybe not even get it. Absolutely. Right? Yes. What's it worth to me? Right. And I had a number in my head, and I beat my number, so. Oh, then that that's... Another you, win! You can't ask for much Another more win. Yeah. yeah. So, I have to admit, now after bringing up... Uh, Outcast being the number one rap group of all time, I was really curious 
who number two was. <laughs> I, I, I've never looked at the list. All I keep seeing is Outcast was number one, and people are arguing it and fighting it. Understandably. Yeah, which I and that's always gonna. Anytime you do a top list of anything, whether it be athletes, musicians, boxer, it doesn't matter. You're always gonna get the barbershop conversation of oh, was yeah. that right or wrong. Well, MOP's number fifty. Well, it's, of course it starts at fifty. But anyway, I was really curious. Uh, more to come on that. I, I've got to scroll through and get to number one. He's got a scrolly pops. Yeah, yeah. But I, that, that just had me thinking, who was number two? Because you've mentioned, if it's not Wu-Tang, I will be shocked. So, Go ahead. here's the follow-up story to the bobblehead. Yes. So I, I, I made the decision. Right. I bought one. Gets delivered. It's broken. Andre oh, 3000's head's busted off. Oh, no. I'm like, fuck, take pictures, send it to the guy. He's got to file a claim with UPS, like all this process, right? I have to package it up, send it back. It doesn't cost me anything, but it's a pain in the ass because I'm disappointed, right? Right. And so I'm bummed. I'm legitimately bummed. I get my money back. It's cool. The guy's totally cool about it. I send everything back. You know, it sucks for him because, right. you know, he thought he sold it or whatever, right? Do it again. Broken. Oh, shit. I, different guy. Different person, but... I'm like, come on, dude. Two in a row broken. Yeah. yeah so now, yeah. I'm, now I'm like... I'm getting a little discouraged. Right. Broken different, but it was broken. Right. So I keep an eye on it, and I'm like, all right. So I see this one guy who does like a buy it now option or best offer. Right. So I lowball him a little bit. He comes back with a mid offer, uh-huh. which is what I was hoping for anyway. Right. I accept it. So I pay and then I go, hey man, and I put in the comments, message to seller. I said, hey man, I've tried to buy this twice. Both times it has arrived in California broken. Right. And I was like, if possible, can you please like open it up, make sure that it's okay, add some extra protection so that we don't have to go through the process of going through the eBay protection. Like I, I just want this thing and I, you know, and I don't want you, you want to sell it. So I, I want us to both be happy. Sure, of course. And he's like, I got you, dude. And like, so this dude opened it up. He's like, hey, I, he emailed me. He's like, I opened it up, verified it's in good condition. Everything's fine. There's no chips. There's nothing broken. And I said, cool. He took some extra plastic, wrapped it around the neck so the heads didn't move. Right. He wrapped some extra plastic around each of the bobble heads. Uh-huh. Then both of the bobble heads together, repackaged it in its original packaging, put it in the box surrounded by popcorn and those like plastic bubble things that, you know, like you see in your Amazon boxes yeah, 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 yeah. to provide security. Yeah. He was like, hey, I did this, 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 and this. It doesn't even shake in the box. Nice. And I was like, perfect, man. That's all. If, if, if it doesn't work this time, I'm giving up. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. three times I'm not, you know, and it's not your fault. It's just, I, I guess, mail, you know, yeah. deliveries can't work. So it got uh, delivered this week. And I was like legitimately like scared pulling it out. I'm like, come on, one time, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I opened it. And it was perfect and I unwrapped it and it was everything I wanted it to be. And then in the little bit back of my head, I was like, when I'm taking the video, I was like, you better not fucking drop this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would suck. Like third times the, ah, oh, shit. Like, yeah, that would that would be awful, man. Like, yeah, that would be terrible. But that's, dude, that's amazing. And hey, five stars to that dude. Five no, and stars. And I emailed him. Yeah. yeah and I'm get, I told him I'm going to give you an amazing review. I'm going to talk about what you did. I really appreciate all the effort. Dude. That's above and beyond, man, because I've ordered some shit from eBay. For me, it's vinyl. And I got I had a dude tell me it was new. 
It was a House of Pain record and I got it and it was super scratched up. And he, he's like, did you really think you were getting a new rec House of Pain record for $30? The thing sells for a hundred. Like, well, yeah, I really thought that when well, you put new in the description. Yeah, I did, dude. I believed you. You flat out lied. And I said, I'm gonna write you a bad review. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I just like thought about going through the process of sending it back and doing all that, but it plays, it's just crackling. So I'd let it slide, but I'm like, got burned once. So far, other than that, I've had a pretty good. So real quick, the top 10, according to Billboard, greatest rap groups of all time. We know Outkast is number one. You know what's funny to me is like, I can't even like, sometimes it's hard for me to think about groups. Yeah. Like Outkast, Wu-Tang. Yes. Right, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys is not in the top ten, which blows my mind. I, I got, I can't. I, a tribe called Quest. Yeah, yeah. NWA. There's NWA. A, there's a lot, man. Public Enemy. So here's what they said, and I, I, I disagree with some of these, but that's how it's always going to go. Number ten, The Roots, which right out the gate, I love Black Thought. I think Black Thought is one of the greatest MCs of all time. I don't know if if they are a, the top in a top 10 greatest rap groups of all time. They got some songs. I like The Roots. I don't really agree with that. Number nine, De La Soul. Uh, again, I like De La Soul, but never been really my cup of tea. Like, they've got some songs, but... Uh, okay, number eight is... Doo -doo -doo, get past the ad. Salt and Pepper. Interesting first female rap group to go platinum. Um, so huge on the game, some big hits, shoop, push it. Uh, again, not something I would gravitate to, but I get it. Seven, Eric B and Rakim, I won't argue with that. Rakim's the GOAT, they got some albums. Uh, six, Public Enemy, hugely important political group. I won't argue with them being in the top 10. Uh, number five, Run DMC. You knew they had to be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely one of the greatest rap groups of all time. Super influential on so many people. Number four, Tribe Called Quest. One of my favorites. They'd be in my top 10 for sure. Number three, NWA. Number two, Wu-Tang Clan. Number one, Outkast. Uh, yeah, I'm not too mad at a lot of that. I was just more curious than anything else. But to not have, I'd be curious if Beastie Boys ain't in the top 50, somebody fucked up. But I really feel like because the Beastie Boys were white and because they ended up picking up instruments and going that rock and roll path or some of it, right. I, I think they're discounted a little bit. But if you look at uh, License to Ill, Paul's Boutique, and Check Your Head, those three, I, I don't, Ill Communication, all that shit, I don't see how you can write them off. They're top 10 for sure. I feel like if you got a Mount Rushmore of groups, Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, they would make they would make the list. I, I I feel like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys are like 1A and 1B. Like they're right together. Like they came out around the same time. Right. Or associated with Def Jam. But anyways, um, yeah, that, that that dude, I'm so glad you got the bobblehead, man. I'm glad the third time was the charm. It wasn't broken. Uh, it sounds like it came in at a price that you were comfortable with and it was worth it to you. And Do you um, want to know the price? It's beautiful. I'm looking at it and it makes me smile. Only if you're comfortable with giving it. I wasn't going to ask. Oh, I don't care. Okay, yeah, then how much? I am curious. As I once said, uh, and my son has completely taken out of context and throws it in my face all the yeah. time. I got money. <laughs> I got you, got you, got you. Okay. 
One time I was talking to Nick about something. Oh, you nasty. And he was like, hey, dude, I was wrong. It's like $20 more. And I was like, that's eh, fine, dude. I got money. Whatever. Yeah. And yeah. He, Justin heard that. And God, he throws it in my face all the time. He's like, my dad's got money. Yeah. All right, dude. Shit. Never say that around you kids. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I, I made a calculation. Yeah. It's me to get out there. Right. Buy the ticket to the game. Correct. Stand in line. Right. Assume that I get one. Buy food, parking, yes, whatever, parking, all, that all that stuff, that right? Yeah. You know, what's the cost of that? Um, so I, once I saw what they were going for, when I initially saw what they were going for, I was like, Jesus H. Yeah. That means Harold, by the way. Yes, it does. Um, and so on there, there is, people put them at buy it now, like 300. Right. Some of them are like being sold, like they're starting them at, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. Right. And depending on when the auction ends, it right. can go up to like 220, 240, 230. Or if somebody's dumb and they put it so like it ends in the middle of the night, right. like they go way lower. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Uh, so bottom line, I, I got it for um, oh, 160. Oh, shit. Okay. And then I ended up paying because eBay, this is how eBay does it now. You have to pay tax on stuff okay. in California. Yeah. So they taxed the 160 plus $18 shipping, which sure. was worth every penny. Yeah, absolutely. So it was like, ended up being like a little under 200, 186 or 187, something Dude, like that. Dude, that's not bad. That's Dude, and that, bad. you throw away the tax and the shipping because I they can't do anything about that anyway. No, of course not. Yeah. 160, I would have easily spent that trying to do all that. Did it come from Atlanta? Was it somebody in Atlanta? I was right outside. Side, yeah. Okay, got you, got you. Marietta, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, dude, that's not bad. I thought you were going to say like four or 500. No. Like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, under under 200? Shit, that's for a collectible, something that you love and will cherish for till the day you die. And, 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 yeah. and, and I'll be honest, like, that seems like one of those things that in 20 years might be worth more money. Oh, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I mean, we're never getting another Outcast album, Andre 3000. It's shocking to me. We've been hearing lately, Andre, uh, that Andre is making a solo album and that it's in the works. Which I heard it's done. I, it's what I've been hearing. I sent you that video that uh, Killer Mike just released his album, and he's like, "We're getting on a plane and flying to go listen to the album." So I'm like, "Holy shit!" I didn't think Andre would ever. I thought Andre was just sitting on those Outcast checks, enjoying his life. I thought we were done with just. Him outside back in his pool with his football pads on yeah, and his yeah. pink glasses. <laughs> in his uh, Maharaji outfit. Yeah, whatever he's doing. But yeah, man, I mean, I thought I didn't ever think in a million years. I mean, when he pops up for like a feature, it's a really big deal. Right now, the Killer Mike song that has Andre 3000 on it is his number one most streamed track on Spotify. Right. And that's because of Andre 3000. When he pops up, it's an event. So the fact that we're getting a solo album from him is insane, but it has been said, Big Boy said it, uh, everybody in the Outkast camp has said it, that no, there will never be another Outkast album again. And you know what, I probably think that's smart because they never had a flop, like I said. So every album outsold the previous album. Every album had a bigger hit than the previous album, all the way up until they wrapped up with Speaker Box and The Love Below, which went diamond, which is 10 million plus. Uh, so what happens if they make another Outkast album now in the streaming era where people aren't buying physical copies? There's really nowhere to go but down, and there's so much anticipation. I even feel like with this Andre 3000 album, his solo album, there's going to be so much anticipation. It's so many people that have been waiting for so long 
that when you're that hyped for something, sometimes there's nowhere to go but down. Like you'll get it and go like, hey, it's good. Andre's doing Andre's thing, but I expected, you know, Jesus to pop out of Jesus H to pop out of the album and bless us all or some shit, you know. And it's so it's it's hard, man. But uh, I'm excited for. It. I'm on board when it drops. I'm there. I'm praying that it's not one of those things that happens. And then he goes, nah, never mind. I'm gonna sit on it for another twenty years. Like, oh, go full Dre. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope that's not the case. But uh, I'm excited for it, man, and I'm down. But you're absolutely right. If that thing doesn't increase in value, I'll be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked. I mean, it's not going anywhere. No, it's not. And especially it's especially it, it, with... Unless they're like, hey, man, these things are going for 15K a pop. Right. And you'll, yeah, you, you could think about that. I would consider that as well. That's a lot. Man, you know what? I mean, I really like it. But also... Yeah. <laughs> what can you get with 15k yeah. that's a lot yeah so for sure man that's crazy well now that we've kind of dove into uh the south with the uh, outcast and atlanta and that southern hip-hop you and i had talked about uh the last time we got together which has been a minute now that we were going to talk about jelly roll a little bit jelly roll has released his first official country rock album uh he released a documentary kind of Kind of following his life story and where he started and how he's gotten mm-hmm. here. Uh, he's riding a hell of a wave right now. Uh, riding high. And I, for me, it started, you know, you and I talk a lot. And I'm like, where the fuck's Jelly Roll? Look at these concert dates. Why is he not coming to Sacramento? Why is he not coming to Northern California? I kept telling you that. You're like, too big. Country radio. He's too famous now. He's, he's doing festivals and rock shows. And he's, he's just too famous. I heard you. But I don't think I realized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like then I heard, I knew I knew he was doing well, but I don't pay attention to radio, especially country radio. I'm not on that wavelength at all. But then I saw that he was go- he posted on his social media that he was going to be on Joe Rogan. And I was like, holy shit, that's the biggest podcast, arguably the biggest podcast in the world. I said, that's good for him. That's going to really give him a bump. Good for him. And then I start to wonder, how's he doing? So I go to his Spotify. He, he at that time had 5 million monthly Spotify listeners. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty damn good. Where's Yellow Wolf at? He's Yellow Wolf kind of put him on. Like he, Yellow Wolf's only at, he's under three. He's at 2 million. So then I'm like, where's Struggle Jennings at? That's his homie. Struggle's at over a million. And str- all if you look at Struggle's top five songs, they're all Waylon and Willie tracks. They're all featuring. If you look at Yellow Wolf's number one most streamed song, it is Unlive from the new Jelly Roll album. The number five song on his Spotify is Money, which also features Jelly Roll. So it is really good to be Jelly Roll's friend right now. <laughs> if you're in the music industry. Now, since the Joe Rogan podcast and since Jelly Roll went on uh, CMT and performed, he performed at the CMAs, he won awards, he was on American Idol. He is now, I believe the last time I looked, well over 7 million monthly listeners on Spotify. So he is rolling, and he's now selling out arenas. Yeah. He is no longer. We saw him in 2018 open for Yellow Wolf at Ace of Spades. That will never happen again. So I I now go, my God, we were so fucking lucky that we went to that show. I'm so glad we did because that will never, it's never going to happen again. Unless his career takes a real deep nose time. But I don't foresee that happening. He's such a likable guy and a lovable guy after watching the documentary, after listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. I love him that much more. 
He's so real, so genuine. I'm so happy for him that he hit this stride that he's in. He deserves it. He's one of those guys that really does deserve everything he's getting right now. He's worked really hard for it. But fuck, he's super famous. And I, you kept telling me, dude, and I was like, it didn't click until he until I started looking like, oh my God, he's performing at CMT? And he swept the CMTs and won like three awards? like And, and he's hugging Garth Brooks at the CMAs? I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Crazy, dude. He's blown the fuck up. Do you, he's, he is Snoop Dogg famous. He's not, a, not, yeah. not Snoop Dogg now. Right. Like, you know, doing cooking shows and on Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you remember when he like, Snoop finally like Doggy Style came out and everyone in the world who knew who Snoop Dogg was? Yes. That's Jelly Roll. Yeah, yeah. He's Everyone there. in the world knows who Jelly Roll is now. He's. Whether you listen to country yeah. or rock or rap or you pay attention and you only want you don't even watch listen to music but the hulu thing's going crazy he's on good morning america he's on yeah. joe rogan like everyone knows who jelly roll is now yeah. and you know what and i and, and and i wanted to comment on that 2018 thing because i've gotten several messages that were like yo you knew about this dude five years ago. Yeah. You told all of us about this dude five years ago. Yeah. And I said, look, I remember it very vividly. You and me, we're going to the Yellow Wolf. It's October 2018. We're going to see Yellow Wolf. Struggle Jennings and Jelly Roll are opening up, right? Yeah. We, and I didn't you and me are thought. sitting or standing on the floor at Ace of Spades. Jelly Roll maybe gets... 30 60 seconds in yeah and you and me simultaneously look at each other and go who the fuck is this guy immediately look him up on spotify and we're like add add like yeah yeah, yeah. It, like th that happened like that legitimately happened five years ago while the show was going yes. you and i both had our phones out and i can still vividly remember because they came out in 2018 for me that's still prime jelly roll that's my favorite jelly roll because that's the addiction kills album which i love and waylon and willie too both dropped in 2018. they came out to mama says you can't go home but first jelly didn't come out immediately uh struggle comes out does his verse and then out comes jelly with the mama says you can't go home can't and everybody in the crowd who knew this was singing Mama says you can't go home, you can't go home, you can't go home. And I was like, holy shit, this guy can wail. And then he started rapping and I was like, this motherfucker. And that's when the phones came out. And to this day, every time I hear Mama says, Mama says you can't go home, and that might not be the name of the track. I'm not, right. I can't remember now. It might be just be can't go home. But I, I love that album. I love that song. That is like one of my favorite memories of you and I going to a concert. Because Jelly Roll, that just sounds corny. And you and I have seen some real sketchy, questionable opening acts. Like, for the most part, 99.9 .9 of them sucked. I will say that. Like, we've seen some good ones here and there. But for the most part, so that was one of the rare where was equal to the opening act. Yellow Wolf killed it. They killed it every bit as much, I thought. I was just as much impressed with them as I was with Yellow Wolf. I drove home not listening to Yellow Wolf, listening to Jelly Roll and messaging you like, holy shit, this album's incredible, dude. It, it's a, and still, uh, I'm listening to those albums like nonstop, especially lately because we're on the Jelly Roll wave. But yeah, I'm now driving in my car and somebody will pull up next to me, bump a Jelly Roll, like in their car, like in Amador County, like, and not 
current Jelly Roll. Like all of a sudden now I'm noticing people because I think people who are just now discovering him are going back. But somebody pulled up next to me bumping Waylon and Willie. I went into Denny's when I was door dashing to deliver an order and the cooks were listening to the radio and Jelly Roll was playing on the radio and the, well, they were back there flipping eggs and I was like, holy shit, dude, he fucking made it. He's That for me was like the real tell-all uh, over everything else. Like if, if just the random radio is playing in the back while you're flipping eggs and he's on or somebody drives by me in a car and I hear it, I'm like, this dude did it. He fucking did it, man. He did it, dude. I and saw. I good saw. for him. I feel proud. I feel like we were there. A hundred percent. Even though the dude, way before we knew him, that dude was grinding. Oh, yeah, living in a van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touring, doing everything. He's got 15 albums before we discovered him. Like, he's been at it, dude. And uh, so, I guess, let's... Uh, wait, what is well, let it? me just tell you this. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. I, I, I and, this is, and this is, for me, like, when you, when you think about the... <laughs> you pull, you flip, getting ads out of the way? Yeah. It's a pain in the ass, dude. Morgan Wallen. Yes. Know who he is. I do. Morgan Wallen is basically the number one country artist in the world. Yes. He's very popular. If you've ever listened to him, there was a time where country was a little poppy. Yes. It got away from the old country and it was a little poppy. For sure. Country's not like that anymore. It's more almost hip hoppy. It's more funky. It's more than poppy. It's got there's still some beats in the background. Yeah, there's some pop to it still some yeah, places. Yeah, for sure. But Morgan Wallen is the number one country person in the world. Um and I'm sure there's some Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton people that will yeah, argue you, but They're doing but those But Morgan Wallen. Too. I saw yeah. an interview with Morgan Wallen and they talked about Jelly Roll. Yes. And he said Something to the effect, this is not a direct quote, but something to the effect of, they were talking about, are you surprised at Jelly Roll's success or how good, whatever. They were talking about him because he just dominated the CMAs and he was on, you know, CMT and yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he goes, you know, most of music on some level is storytelling. Right. Jelly Roll's the best storyteller in the world right now. Agreed. I and I was like, yeah. that's it. You can't argue with that. Like, you, we might not know what he's talking about. We might not, you know what I mean? And, but it's, he's... he And he's telling a story. And here's the thing. I think we do know what he's talking about. Because the story he's telling is a story of struggle with addiction. Struggle with his weight. Struggles with depression. Like I saw, I think struggles with life, life in general, uh, ex-wives, kids, being a father, like the story he's telling, I think everyone on some level can relate to. I can, you can, I think, I think that's why he's winning. When you see him in the documentary performing Save Me and people are crying, it's because they are relating to that story so, so much, dude. And, and that's where he's coming up. Cause I saw him, I think it was the Joe Rogan one where he's like, Look, there's people that still say, that's not real country. I'm not real country. He's like, look, it's because I don't talk about my truck and talk about fishing. He's like, look, I got a truck. I love to fish. He's like, but that's not what I write about. That's not, that doesn't fire me up. Like, you want to go fishing with me? We'll go fishing. I'm country as they get, but that doesn't work. And I think that's what's relating. You can only hear so many songs about my pickup truck and my tractor and I'm going fishing. Right. I'm sitting on the ocean and 
you know, a lot of it. My girl is going to leave me. Some beach somewhere with my feet up. Like, that's great to a point. But not everybody can relate to that. Like, I don't, I hate fish. I don't eat fish. I, I don't drive a truck. I'm not, you know, I do spend some time on a beach, but not that often. So Jelly Roll's way more relatable. And the story he tells has touched people in a way that's different. Different from a lot of other artists. But you're absolutely right. So Morgan Wallen, the number one guy in country, loves him. They're asking the number one guy in country about Jelly Roll, right? That's That, that tells you Regardless right of what he said. Yeah, yeah. The number one guy in country is being asked about Jelly Roll. About the hot guy right now. Here's the thing, too, where you know he's really the, the dude. He hugged at the, I think it was the CMAs, not the CMTs, the CMAs. He saw Garth Brooks, and he was so excited. I don't, You've probably seen the video where he hugs Garth Brooks and lifts Garth off the ground. Yeah. Did you hear him talk about it? Yeah. He didn't even know he was doing it. He was so in the moment, yeah. he didn't even realize he was picking up Garth Brooks like a fucking child because so he's a teddy bear. Garth Brooks is an icon, a legend, like probably he's like the Michael Jackson of country, the prince of country, like Garth is the guy. And after that hug went viral, then everybody, they were asking Garth, how do you feel about Jelly Roll? And he goes, look, he was honest. I'm not super familiar with his music. So I can't really speak on that, but I can speak on when somebody's real. And that guy is so genuine and so real. You know there's nothing false about him. Like, he is the real deal, and I'll be checking for him now. That's fucking Garth Brooks, dude. You don't get any bigger, like, right. in country music. Than you that. might not get any bigger in music. Period. Garth's huge. Yeah, like, yeah. So when I say the Michael Jackson of country, he's on that level. Michael Jackson, Prince. Garth Brooks, Janet Jackson, like, like insane icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like forever. Rushmore. Yeah, the mount. Yeah, icons. Goat. He's goaded for sure. So the album, if you don't know, and have been living under a rock, yeah, is Jelly Roll Whitsit Chapel. Whitsit Chapel. Remember, this is the Jelly Roll we were just talking about. That five years ago we saw open for Yellow Wolf. Correct. Let me just give you some numbers. Yeah. The Billboard Top 200 chart. Yeah. All music. Yes. Number three. He made it to three. In the world. Okay. Now, or is that the piece that's This is, this is when it, you know, when it yeah, dropped. when it dropped. Okay. Number two, country top 200 chart. Okay. Only beaten by Morgan Wallen. Got you. Got you. Number one, Billboard Rock 200 chart. Oh, he hit number one on the Number rock one, charts. rock and alternative top 200 chart. Yes. Number one, current country album sales. Number one, current rock album. Number one, current digital album. Number one digital album, number one independent album, number three overall album sales, and number three current album sales. Independent. That's interesting because I know he's working with a record label, a smaller record label, but that was the interesting thing on the Joe Rogan when he talked about, I went with the label. All I wanted was I wanted to own my masters, which most labels don't want to do that because that's where the money's at. And he said, and I wanted to play the Grand Old Opry. And he said, every other label told me, like, no, we're going to hook you up with these pop artists, so we're going to get you all this attention. He's like, no, I want to play the Grand Old Opry. And he's like, this was the only label that offered me my masters, offered me a decent amount of money, and said, we'll get you to the Grand Old Opry. And he got all those things. And he's just so happy, dude. You can see how happy he is. For a guy that talks about a lot of the music, deals with a lot of struggles with addiction and depression, it's just, I just love seeing, he's just a genuinely happy dude. I I love seeing it, dude. I, I'm, uh, 
I'm incredibly happy for the guy. Like, I feel like I did it. You know, like, I feel like I... Uh, we did it, Bill. We, we made it, baby. Like, it's just... Uh, I'm so happy for the guy. Like, it's incredible, man. It really is. I'm good on him. I, I, uh, how do you... How you... You've had... We've had some time now to sit with the album. How do you, how do you feel about the album? Before I jump into that, right, yeah, I just yeah. want to say this. My number one artist uh-huh. is Yellow Wolf. Yes. We've talked about this. We have. And... I think Yellow Wolf's great. He does exactly what I need him to do in his different styles and stuff that he does. This is why he's my favorite. I would tell you that I legitimately, if you put a gun to my head and ask, I don't think Yellow Wolf gives a shit about me. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think Jelly Roll legitimately cares about people. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's just a a testament to his character and him realizing what he's been through. And I hope that he maintains this and is able to maintain the beauty of Jelly Roll. Yeah. Through his fame. Yeah. And you and I talked about that in messaging back and forth when the album dropped that I think what he's got going for him is he, he's 38. You know, he, he didn't blow up like at 20. Mm-hmm. He grinded for, you know, ever since he got out of jail at in his early 20s, he's been grinding and busting his fucking ass. And now at 38 years old, country music radio had the, the smarts finally to play him and put him over the top to where he is now. So you and I both said, I think because it took so long to get to that point and there was so much struggle and hard work. He just appreciates it, right? Mm-hmm. You and I both use that word. I think he appreciates it so much more than a guy that hit with his first song on YouTube at 19. Right. You know, had Jelly blown at 19? I don't know if we got the same Jelly now. Maybe, because he seems like a good dude. You never know. But I think that fucking helps for sure that, he, right. that he's been going hard for 25 years probably. So... Let's talk about this album. Yeah, let's talk about it. You got the vinyl right behind you. You're reaching for it as we speak. I got the vinyl. I got the autograph CD. Yes, you did. I, I, I think I told you about this. Like, I bought this in February. I took a gamble. You did. They're like, hey, I got an email because I'd bought a shirt from Jelly Roll a while back, so I'm on the mail list or whatever. The new album was dropping in June. Yeah. Whitsuit Chapel. Pre-order. Vinyl. Was twenty bucks, which is a steal. Nothing. That's cheap for vinyl. Yeah. Autograph CD, six ninety five. Yeah. I got the whole too. thing for like thirty four bucks. That's really good. And I was like, screw it, let's just do it. Yeah. I got money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Your son's out there. Quiet. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. No, he doesn't. I don't know what it's gonna be. Yeah. I don't know what the album's gonna be like. Right. Worst case scenario. I got a cool looking album cover. Yes. And a, and a CD I'll probably listen and, to anyway. And, and when you say gamble, I think but for the listeners who may not know, you and I enjoyed his last couple albums, but they weren't mind blowing. I think he was trying to figure out who he was and where he was going. So the last one I think was Ballads of the Broken, and that one has Long Haired Son of a Sinner on it, which is great. And that's the hit that kind of started putting him over the top. Uh, but it didn't blow my mind. I enjoyed some songs on it, but I, I haven't really returned to it. And then before that, I forget the name of the album, but that's the one that has uh, Save Me on it, which I love Save Me. I love some of the music on that album, but again, I haven't returned to it that much. This one, I'm returning to. And I didn't think I would at first. And I'm glad. You, you remember what you said about uh, 
Guardians of the Galaxy, how you watched it and then the next day we recorded, and you're like, I'm hesitant to say that I how great I think this movie is because it's still so fresh. I'm glad we didn't review this album that day because it, it had just come out, and my first initial reaction was, eh, it's a country rock album. It's not my Jelly Roll. It's not the Jelly Roll I love. Uh, it's not the sound I want from him, but it's good. He's talented. He can pull it off. Since then, there are now five or six songs I really love on this album. I've gone back to it. Uh, I really enjoy it. And uh, yes, is it the Jelly Roll? Is it my favorite version of Jelly Roll? No, but I really like this album. And I don't think my initial reaction was it's just kind of a generic country rock album. It's okay. He can do it. He's talented enough to pull it off. Now I think it's a really good country rock album with about six tracks that I absolutely love, love. I like the album as a whole, but there are six that I really enjoy. So I'm glad that we're doing this now and we didn't do it then because my attitude would have been completely different then. Um, I appreciate this album quite a bit. I'm really enjoying it. So, Uh I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic to me um there is a total of uh 13 tracks yeah there's no skippers i'll tell you that right now to me there's only one song i skip oh which one i'm curious save me Okay, because we've heard it. I've yeah. heard it. And I and, like the original version, right. I, not the Lainey Wilson version. I agree. The Lainey Wilson version has grown on me. I think she's got a great voice. But that's a weird one to choose to do a duet on because it's like, save me, I suck. And then it's like a duet of somebody going, well, hey, my life sucks too. It's like they're kind of both going like, ah. So you're right. I agree with you on that. But I, I don't, don't listen to that track. I don't skip it though. I still like it enough to listen to it. I haven't skipped it. My next two least favorite songs uh-huh. are She and Need a Favor, only for the Tech Nine Factor. I've been listening to those songs for three or four months. The Tech Nine Factor. Now, what, what's the Tech Nine? Explain. Tech Nine Factor is he releases a single, then releases a single, oh, then releases a single, yeah, then yeah, he yeah. puts them on the album. So you've heard them. I've heard them. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I really like She. Yeah. I really song. like Need a Favor. I agree. I ran those things into the ground when my twenty. 23 Spotify end of year shit comes up, those are going to be on the top 25, I guarantee. Because I fucking played the shit out of them. Now they're on the album, so I've heard them a bunch. I'm listening to the other stuff. So it's not that I dislike them, I just... I've heard them. I love Highway to Hell. Yeah, that's a good one. I love Church. Church is good, yeah. Your favorite, I think, is Behind Bars. I like Behind Bars and Unlive. And again, that was a single, but it came out towards the end, right before the album came out. Those are my two favorites. My favorite track, and this is cheating, is this, Unlive, because it's got Yellow Wolf on it. That's my dude. Yeah. And my next favorite is The Lost, because I feel like that is really speaking to me. I do much better with the loss than I do with the. Found. I like that. That's a great lyric. Whoever, and it's that's incredible. And that's absolutely. I mean, can I see that? Let me see that. We talk about right, like what I do, right? So I, I deal with the lost. There's two back to back that I really love. Um, Hold on me and kill a man. I love his uh, soulful ballads, and those are the two where he's really belting it out. They're very soulful. Like even though this is being called a country rock album. 
he his voice is super soulful. Like, could you not hear him singing like an R and B track? I think sometimes on his live song, like like on his Instagrams, he'll do like Hall and Oates or some other songs. He's got one of those voices he could sing the phone book, and it would sound fucking good, dude. But those "Hold on Me" and "Kill a Man" are uh, damn, dude. I, I really love those. Yeah, man. Let me just tell you too. And if you watch, if you haven't, go to Hulu, watch the ninety minute Jelly Roll documentary. Yeah, it's fantastic. If you've got three hours. Go listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with I, Jelly. I very rarely listen to a Joe Rogan from start to finish because they're so long. And that one kept me encapsulated the whole time. I love the fact, I think the Joe Rogan one goes into a little bit more detail on the music industry. Right. If you're a nut like me that likes to know how things work on the back end, I, I really enjoyed the Joe Rogan experience interview. I also really like Dancing with the Devil. Yeah. Only Dance one. with the Devil I know. Yeah. Um, this is just, uh, it, oh, what I was going to say was, um, I really liked, cause this came out before I watched the documentary. I was waiting to watch it with Kim. Right. So I didn't watch it right away. Right. It was a couple weeks. So I was listening to stuff. I really liked, I like hold on me yeah. way more because in the documentary they're sitting in a studio they're creating yeah 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 it's really cool to see and yeah. he's like what if i do this and she's like what if i do this and what about this and then they just kind of riff and then slowly it turns into what we hear it's not it's even better on here because they're just doing uh, it on a couch yeah yeah. but just the process of how it's that became really good yeah. and it just i was like as i'm listening to that song i'm thinking about this is i know how this came about where it came from yeah so uh, I absolutely love it. Um, I absolutely, um, I think it's a great album. It has been pretty much my number one heavy rotation for a month. I It's caused me to, I go back to that, but it's caused me to go back into Jelly Roll just big time. Like I said, for me, 2018 Jelly Roll, uh, Waylon and Willie 2 and Addiction Kills, those two albums are just... To me, those two albums are perfection. Like, I don't skip anything on either one of those. Uh, so it's been between Wits at Chapel and those two albums. So, again, you talked about your end-of-the-year Spotify. Mm -hmm. If Jelly Roll isn't in my top artist, if he's not possibly my number one artist, uh, he'll be in the top five for sure. I'll be shocked if he's not because I've been just going heavy jelly roll and he's he's made it that won't be the first time he's made my top five mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah he's he's i'm going heavy uh the 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 waylon and willie too hello darling uh fall in the fall rodeo i mean my god it's just so good dude there isn't shovel i just i love that album and waylon and willie one ain't nothing to scoff at either that's a right. fucking good album too uh, just incredible. He just makes incredible music, man, and he's really on a tear right now. Good for him. So, the album is Wits at Chapel? Yes. Obviously available on all streaming platforms. Sure is. Go check it out. If you haven't listened to it, I'd be surprised if you haven't heard part of the album. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the new album. We'd love to hear it. Um, You got the, the Hulu... Uh, documentary of his life and kind of what's kind of how he got here and the stuff that he does and, and goes back to the detention facility juvenile detention facility facilities that he's been in as a child yes um and uh it's just he's an amazing dude 
And I, I think that that's part of the reason that he is catching his break, man. You yeah. Know, good things happen to good people eventually. In a major way. Like, this it, is more than a break. This is a oh, bust-wide yeah. fucking open... Like shock the world, like he's, yeah. he's, he's he he didn't he didn't he didn't put a, a a crack in the dam. Yeah, he knocked the fucking dam down. Yeah, and it's thanks to country radio. That was, I think, one of the most interesting takeaways I got from Joe Rogan is they were saying that country radio is the last holdout. Like c- country radio is the last form of radio that can really break an artist. Like, and I thought about that, and I'm like, it's true. When was the last time? Like, probably not since the '90s. Have I tuned to a radio station to go? Oh man. I hope I hear the new Eminem or the new Dr. You know, or the new Papa Roach better turn on the radio. Right. And I don't think now this generation of hip hop and rock fan doesn't do that. They're not waiting for quad one Oh six or FM one Oh two to tell them, right. To tell them what the next big song is. Country fans still turn on the radio and so when they go, Hey, here's the newest one from jelly roll. They go, Oh shit. Jelly roll's got an album. Country's the last holdout for that. And I think it's thanks to that that Jelly Roll's where he's at right now. He is on uh, heading out on tour. He's on the Wits of Chapel tour. Yeah. Uh, if you're in California, September 14th, he'll be in Concord. Yeah, the Concord Chronicle Pavilion. September 15th, he'll be in Bakersfield at the Mechanic Bank, uh, Bank Arena. Uh, September 16th, he'll be at Talking Stick Resort in Phoenix, Arizona. Hmm. If you head down there, you may or may not see Country Woody ah, down there in Arizona. That's right. So, uh, yeah, a lot of Jelly Roll. I wonder he's, if he's going to go to that show. I know he's a fan. I'm going to hit him up. I might I might go to the Bakersfield one. The Bakersfield? I might. Yeah. We'll see. Not Arizona, Bakersfield. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the Concord one. I don't know. Yellow Wolf's on some of them. It would be amazing to catch one with Yellow Wolf on it. Well, he's only in like four shows. I know, because Yellow Wolf right now is going hard with the Dirty Heads, which is, that's one of my favorite bands of all time, to catch Yellow Wolf with the Dirty Heads. And Yellow Wolf, what he's smart to do that is he's opening himself up to a whole new fan base because the Dirty Heads fans are devoted, like really loyal. So if they if he can pick up some of their shit while he's out there, it'd be phenomenal for him. He's really smart to do that. Uh, because the Dirty Heads fans love reggae, they love rock, they love rap. So, you know, Jelly Roll should be right up their wheelhouse, man. But, Or, excuse me, Yellow Wolf should be right up their wheelhouse. Now, Jelly Roll's new music is incredible. If if the Yellow Wolf double album is as mind-blowing as Whitsit Chapel, I'm going to be a happy boy, man. I couldn't you ask and for me much more. Let's let this double Yellow Wolf album just be mind-blowing. And uh, yeah, my year will be made, man. Like, that's, I don't, I don't have to ask for much more. Other than this supposed LL Cool J album coming out blowing my mind, which I'm praying for. Heard one song so far and heard a leak of an Eminem LL song. I'm excited. So let's go. If I get a good LL album, a good Jelly Roll, and a good Yellow Wolf album, fuck. What man. a year. I may not I may not be able to leave the house. I mean, what happened to Bill? He's 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 so stunned and shocked that he's that he's 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 in, he's been paralyzed by dope music. Like that could happen, man. Do you want to know what this episode's gonna be called? Because I just came up with it. What you wanna know? Yeah, I do. Please. Jelly of my bobble. <laughs> Jelly of my bobble. Smart. It's like my favorite it. thing about the episode yeah, is yeah. naming them. Yeah, I know, dude. I love that. I love that. Okay, so uh should I get us on up out of here? Yeah, bro. Let's hope I don't botch this. It's been a minute. So I botched the intro. Let's see what I do with the outro. You know who it is, right? Yes. George Clooney. George Clooney. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we'll see you in the 209. Go listen to Jelly Roll. Peace. Go eat a Jelly Roll. Ooh.